Good evening, friends. It's indeed a privilege to be back here tonight to minister to this audience. And tonight is a Sunday night when all the churches are having services of their own. We've asked all the people to that have their own churches open to stay from the church tonight, or from the meeting, so that they could attend their own church. That's our business, is to try to keep the people in, in their churches. And those who do not go to church, we're trying to get them to go to church. We're very grateful for the afternoon meeting, for the souls that were brought to Jesus Christ, and we trust that you will affiliate somewhere with some good church of your choice, and will make that your church home, and remain a Christian as long as you live. And I hope to meet you in a better land, where there will be no sorrows, no sickness, and to meet a more altar call, everybody being saved. So may our Lord bless each one of you. I think they said tomorrow night, the services would be somewhere else, I'm pretty sure. Tomorrow night, is that right, Doctor? Where? In the senior high school. You have already announced it, I suppose. Yes, thank you. In the senior high school building tomorrow night. And may the Lord bless you. We're trusting that it will prove to be a great meeting this coming week. Soon we got to leave for overseas, for Africa and India, different parts of the world. I'll always remember Owensboro from this last week of the wonderful time that we've had, believing that God will abundantly bless you. Now, I'm just a little late. The one who come and got me was just a little sick herself, and we had to have prayer for them before coming. I wish to read a portion of the Word of God, just a comment or two, then we'll go right straight into praying for the sick. It's found in Luke, the second chapter, the 25th verse, beginning. Behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. The same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the same instant into the temple. And when the parent brought the child Jesus to do for him as the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For my eyes have seen thy salvation. In the Acts of the Apostle, in the second chapter, we read these verses in the 22nd verse. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by signs, wonders, and miracles, which God did by him in the midst of you all, where you also know yourselves. Now shall we bow our heads just a moment while we speak to the author of this word. Our beloved Heavenly Father, 
We're indeed grateful to thee tonight for the privilege that we have of coming to thee in the name of thy only begotten Son, Jesus, knowing that when we were once alienated, away from God, ugly in the world, and sin and trespasses, but you sent him to the earth the lovely one to take our place for a propitiation of our sins. He died at Calvary to reconcile us back to the Father, the creator of our being. And we who were once Gentiles, carried away with dumb idols, has now in the reconciliation brought back to God insomuch that we are called the sons and daughters of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be in the final end, but we know we'll have a body like his, free from sickness, free from sin, free from death, for we shall see him as he is. Oh God, that makes the heart of every mortal leap. That hope is within us and so simple. Thou hast made it so simple, even the fool, you said, should not err in the way. He that heareth my words and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life. What a loving Father we have. And we're grateful to him who brought us to himself by the death of his son at Calvary. And God, we most humbly embrace the cross tonight and the Christ of the cross and confess that we're sinners and not deserving of anything, but alone in his mercy and on his merit we come to offer these thanksgivings and praises to thee for what thou hast done. And now, loving Father, may you send him tonight in the power of the Holy Spirit, and may he heal the sick. Many of your children here are sick and needy. They've gathered in from all around different parts of the nation. We pray that you'll bless every church tonight throughout the world, where they've got the doors open and their members are faithfully at the post of duties. Bless them. And these people here who are scattered from one part of the country to the other have gathered in here tonight to be prayed for. And God, we pray that you'll heal them, everyone. And when we leave, may we say with those from Emmaus that day, did not our hearts burn within us because of his presence? For we ask it in his name. Amen. I just have a moment or two to speak to you, but I have such a love in my heart for him that it just seems as I would just have to speak a word or two for him. I'm thinking of the text that I just read of this aged old man by the name of Simeon. He was a priest at the temple of a great age, about 80 years old, and a, a great a name of honor among all the people around the place. 
And what a, a person he was, what a, a character, renowned man of honor. And it was revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he wasn't to see death until he'd seen the Christ. Now the Christ had been the center of all the hopes since the Garden of Eden of redemption, and all the prophets had looked forward to him coming. And now here was a man, 80 years old. Think of it. And yet boldly confessing that he wasn't going to die until he seen the Christ. Could you imagine what it was, the people would say about the old fella? Why, he's just mentally off. There's something wrong with him. He isn't, his mind isn't right. Well, that old man at 80 years old, almost ready to die now, and yet says he's going to see the Christ, and they, the Jews, were in Roman captivity at the time of the birth of Christ, and how far away it seemed. And that's the way tonight. Many of you here may seem like at your time of deliverance is way away. But sometime when it seems the farthest away and the darkest of hours, that's when you receive help from God. There's an old God-dishonoring proverb which says, God helps those who help themselves. That's an error. God helps those who can't help themselves. If you could help yourself, you wouldn't need God's help. But God has mercy on those who cannot help themselves. And Simeon, he wasn't ashamed of his testimony. Why? Because the Holy Spirit told him so. Now, if I want to base a thought here for a few moments, which I will for just a moment, I'm going to take the word expectancy. And usually, a person gets what you expect. Many people come to meetings, they go to church, say, Wow, well, I didn't see nothing. I didn't expect to see anything in the first place. That's the reason you didn't see nothing. I didn't get help. I didn't expect to. You usually get what you expect to get. If you come to this service and you're expecting to find something to criticize a religious service, Satan will be sure that you see it. He'll show you something that you can go away and criticize the meeting. And if you come expecting to get help from God, God will meet your expectancy. He always does. Wherever you go, whatever you do, what you expect brings your faith. You come saying, well, there's nothing to it. That's just the way you'll go back home with nothing to it. If you come tonight saying, well, if I don't get prayed for, I'll go home and won't be healed. That's just the way you'll go. If you come here tonight saying, I come for one sole purpose, that is to contact Christ. For my body, for my soul, you'll go home just as happy as you can be, or you'll contact him. Now, no matter what the opposition looks like, Christ is the answer. Faith brings Christ. Notice, could you remember? 
80 years old, white beard, white hair, and yet the old man went around telling people that he wasn't going to die until he seen the Lord's Christ. What a beautiful picture of faith. Faith knows no defeat. Faith is perfect. Faith brings things when there is no things to be brought. Faith creates. Faith takes doubt away, takes negative and makes positive. How beautiful. The old man had a basis for faith. Faith is not mythical, something mentally worked up. It's an absolutely fundamental result that happens in a person's heart. When faith is appropriated, then it is something in the person's heart. But it can't be based on, say, well, go touch a tree and you'll get well, or, or pray to the post. It's got to have a foundation. Now, here it is. I want you to get it. How much more foundation could you place your faith on any level than the Word of God? What more could you put faith in? When he said, heavens and earth will pass away, but my Word shall never pass away, then it is a fact that God's Word is eternal. In the very world that we're sitting on top of tonight is nothing more than the Word of God materialized. He spoke the Word and said, let there be, and the world came into existence. All things that you see was made by faith in the spoken Word of God. God said, let there be, and he believed his own word. Well, that's a redemption and a taste of God in our souls and hearts. How much more ought we to base our faith on what God give us the promise for and sent Jesus to die to redeem us to that promise? Then I look at Simeon. The Holy Spirit revealed to him that he wasn't going to die until he seen the Lord's Christ. He had a basis for it. He wasn't afraid to testify. He knew it was going to happen. Notice any time that God has taken at his word on those bases, it's going to bring the results that God said it would bring. Look at the little Virgin Mary down in Nazareth, wicked town, worse than Owensboro. Real bad. The wickedest city in the world. And a little virgin. Don't say you can't live right. She was a virgin living in the most wickedest city of the time. And she was a virgin. And one day while walking with the water in the oriental type, if you've ever been to the orient, they pack the water on their head. Sometimes if they can balance it good, they have a big jar like they put it on each hip and pack it, the women does coming from the virgin well, which still runs today in Nazareth. And on her road up, she was engaged to a man who had been married before and had four sons, Joseph. 
and on the road up along to her house, a light shined in front of her, and in the light stood a big angel, Gabriel, the archangel. And he said, Hail Mary, blessed art thou among women. You found favor with God and told about what was going to take place. And she was going to have a child knowing no man and was going to call his name Jesus. Six months before that, the same angel came to a priest and told him his wife, Elizabeth, was going to have a baby after his day's administration at the temple, Shiloh, and was going back, and he doubted it. He questioned how could it be her being old when he had many examples to go by, Sarah and Hagar, many before. But this little woman didn't have no examples. She just had to take God at his word. And here it is. Listen, audience. The girl never questioned the angel. It had never happened in all the world. Never had there be a baby born virgin birth. And she didn't question him. She just took God at his word. And immediately she began to rejoice and began to testify, telling the people that she was going to have a baby, knowing no man, didn't care what the disgrace was. She didn't know how she was going to have it. She didn't wait till she was positive. She didn't wait till she felt right. She took God at his word and began to rejoice before anything happened. There you are. Every man and woman that's ever breathed on this earth, that's ever mounted anything, has been men and women who's done the very same thing, took God at his word. She was testifying to everybody she was going to have a baby before any visible sign. And if Mary could do that, on something that had never happened, how much more ought you and I to do it tonight on the basis of faith in God's Word when hundreds each night are being healed? How much more should we believe it? Simeon believes it. God's always had a remnant somewhere that believes it. Aren't you happy tonight to be one of his remnants? Aren't you happy that you're a believer? That God has given you grace in your heart to come and believe these things, which are fundamentally solid gospel? Now, as Simeon began to get older, still testifying, I'd imagine the people said the old man is, and something went wrong with him, but he believed it. Now notice, if God has made a promise, God is under obligation to fulfill his promise to every individual that will accept that promise. You believe it? Now, then in this time, the baby was born in Bethlehem of Judea. There's a few stargazers come up and watched it. The star come across and hang over the baby. They went and worshipped, but news didn't get spread around like it would today. And if, if it would be happening again today, they'd just say some fanatics would gather up there. They wouldn't be much to it. They don't pay any attention to them. 
They wouldn't today. They wasn't concerned. But the angels came and sang to some shepherds on the hillside. Every time there's a king born, people sing. There was nobody on earth here to welcome him, so a bunch of peasants and angels sang to them. When you think of his sailing to the earth, the first time that angelic beings come down from the heavens and sung to the peasants. Today in the city of David is born Christ the King. Oh, my. What a visitation to the earth. It was a Jewish law that every mother for her purification and the circumcision of a baby as every Jew baby was born had to be brought to the temple after eight days and circumcised. Let's give a little drama so the children will get it. It's Monday morning, we stay at the temple. Oh, there's a great crowd of people. There's about two million-something Jews in Palestine at that time. Perhaps maybe two or three hundred babies were born overnight. And every day that would mean two or three hundred babies stand up maybe for circumcision and so forth of male children. Let's take it Monday morning. The temple's real busy. Everybody coming and going. Down along the line stands a great long line of women waiting for the purification, circumcision. Let's look down along the line now with the, with the middle vision. I see standing along the line rich women with babies with little lace handwork garments holding a lamb, a rich baby's offering. Way down along the line, I see a little girl, about 18 years old, with a veil over her face, poorly dressed, holding something in her hand, not in fine needlework, but in swaddling's cloth. Swaddling's cloth is what they take off the back of the yoke of an ox. When it's plowing it rubbed shoulders, they put cloth on there. And when he was born, the king of heaven, the richest of all the world, he was born in a manger. wonder why. He was the lamb. Lambs are not born in houses, they're born in barns. He was the lamb of God. He was born on the straw pile. He came into the way of a stable door and went out through capital punishment. The world knew him not, and the world knows him not yet tonight. Look at him, the lovely one, wrapped in swaddling's cloth, laying in a mother's arms with two little turtle doves for a purification, a peasant's offering. She had kind of a black name along, you know, it just kind of seemed like it all along in there, there was kind of a black name for him anyhow. And when he come along to that time when He's walking over at that black name, following him. What a time. Poor little fella. His mother had a, a name of having this baby by Joseph, even not even been lawfully married to him yet. That didn't bother her. In her heart, she knew whose son that was. I can see the mothers keeping their distance from her. There's that girl in disgrace. Here it is. If I'm getting this right, so is it today. 
man or a woman who really tries to live a Christian life and abstain from the things of the world, the world backs off and says they're fanatics. Every man that tries to trust God, his fellow man will call him goody-goody or sissy or something like that. Sissy? I don't judge man by the callus in his hand, it's by the bag of the knee in his pants where he bows and prays or not. Man's not judged by statue, he's judged by character. I've seen men that weighed 200 pounds and didn't have an ounce of man in them. Ravish a mother with a baby in their arms. But man's judged by character, what he is inside. Watch this case. They pass on by. But way over in a prayer room, I think, in the temple, there was an old man sitting there reading in the scriptures. His name was Simeon. All we like sheep have gone astray. The Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace upon him with his stripes, we are healed. I see Simeon say, wonder who that meant. Is that the Messiah? If God has told Simeon that he is going to see the Messiah, and the Messiah for the first time was in the temple, it's God's obligation to see that Simeon sees him. Is that right? I can see the Holy Spirit strike Simeon. They stand up. Simeon stands up. I believe that sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. The Messiah's in the temple. I can hear the Holy Spirit say to Simeon, start walking. He don't know where he's going. He's just walking. Here he comes, led by the Holy Spirit, milling around to the people, comes down along that line to finds this little despised virgin standing there with the baby in her arms, reaches over, takes the baby in his arms, tears rolling down his white beard, and says, Lord, let thy servant now depart in peace according to thy word, for my eyes have seen thy salvation. At the same time, there's a blind prophetess in the temple by the name of Anne, the virgin Anne. She departed not from the temple, but was in the temple day and night praying. And she, too, waited for the coming of the Lord. And at the same time, the Holy Spirit moved on her. And here comes old blind Anne, way in her eighties, moving by the Holy Spirit among all those people, not knowing where she is going, led by the Holy Spirit, until she come and stood in front of the Christ child and raised up her hands and blessed God. What led you here tonight? David said, when the deep calleth to the deep, if there's a deep in you calling, how many here believe in divine healing? Let's see your hands. If you believe in divine healing, there's got to be a fountain open somewhere. The first thing God's Word promises, is that right? And if God's Word has promised it, and you are a Christian, I don't believe you come across the country now, coming in tonight, seeing license in Texas, Louisiana, everywhere. You never come all this distance, leaving your own church and things tonight to set in this little uh, place here, just to be seen. You've come because something in you is telling you that there's a fountain somewhere open for divine healing. And the same Holy Spirit that led Simeon has led you tonight. 
right into this place here where Jesus Christ, the Son of God, nightly makes the blind to see the deaf to hear, the lame to walk. Do you believe him? Now, Jesus in his ministry, take a look to what he was. He wasn't a great man or claimed not to be. He was a poor man. He didn't dress different from other men. He dressed just like any other man. He was no beauty that we should desire him, probably a little thin, delicate-looking man. But when he spoke, he spoke of his Father. He said, It's not me that doeth the works, it's my Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. And when he passed by a bunch of crippled people one day at the pool of Bethesda, went up, healed a man that had maybe a prostate trouble or something, went on up, the Jews questioned him about it. And he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing in himself, but what he sees the Father doing, that doeth the Son likewise. He only did as God showed him. When he was here on earth, when the people stood by him, he perceived their thoughts. Is that scripture? He perceived what they were thinking of and what the world say about him. Said he was the chief of the devils, the greatest of fortune tellers. They didn't recognize Fortune tellers are not healers and so forth. Fortune tellers are people who are impersonating the dead or something. God speaks of judgment, righteousness, salvation, power, healing. How wonderful that Jesus magnified God when they come to him and said to him different things, asking questions. He said, I only do as my father shows me. He went to a woman at the well. He said, bring me a drink. She questioned about him being a Jew and her a Samaritan. But he said, if you knew who you were talking to, you'd ask me for a drink. And as the conversation went on, he found out where her trouble was. And he said, go get your husband. That was her trouble. And she said, I perceive that you are a prophet. Now, if Jesus has risen from the dead, there's where the trouble is today. There's where the Christian church has let down today. They teach the theology, they teach the Word, but, brother, the Bible, Jesus said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils speak with new tongues and heal the sick and so forth. He said, the things that I did shall you also, and greater than this shall you do, for I go to my Father. Now, Christian friends, he has risen from the dead. Here recently, one of, one of the greatest doctors of the fundamental churches today stood and had to change the subject for a Mohammed who told him that they had just as much consolation as believing in Mohammed the prophet as they did believe in the Son of God to be Jesus Christ. He said, we both just believe it, both wrote Bibles, we all believe it, so what difference does it make? But he said, our Mohammed never promised anything like your Jesus did, so let me see you people produce, reproduce, and prove the resurrection of Christ by his life living in the church as he said he would do, then I'll believe your Christ rose from the dead. What a pity that the church has let down. Tonight, I say to you, to every one of you, 
In here, there's probably Methodists, Baptists, Catholic, Presbyterians. You're all mixed together. We don't tell you what church to go to. We tell you what Lord to serve. Jesus Christ. God has never one time questioned to me about what church anyone went to. He's always, if they don't live right, he'll rebuke sin, but he don't say anything about your churches. Now may the Lord help you tonight while we bow our heads again for prayer. Our Heavenly Father, laying before me here lays handkerchiefs that these sick people has loved ones across the country. I pray that you'll heal every one of them. And may thy Holy Spirit come quickly, Lord, and touch these handkerchiefs and bless them for their intended purpose. And may the sick be made well. And now, our Father, who raised Jesus Christ, thy Son, from the dead, and has sent him to the church, that the church might represent him to the people, that the unbelievers might believe, may he send his great angel tonight and stand by your unprofitable servant. And may this audience that's gathered in tonight from the different parts, this little group of people, may they receive the blessings of God and go away from here happy and thrilled knowing that Jesus still lives and reigns and raised from the dead and living among the people. Give them all eternal life and forgiveness of sins. And grant unto thy servant, Lord, who is unprofitable for these things, but grant me forgiveness of sins and eternal life, that I might stand and intercede for the people. For I realize, Father, as I minister to the people, I am ministering unto thee, for thou hast said, Insomuch as you do unto least of these, my little ones, you have done it unto me. Hear me, Lord. I plead these blessings for your glory. In Jesus' name, thy Son. Amen. Pardon me for taking so long in the talking. I want perfect reverence, if you will, please. Keep your children near you. Now, if I shall ask you any time to bow your head, I do it for one purpose, friend, for reverence. I'm not responsible for critics or anyone disobedient. Or let it be well assured as you're taught now and know and see with your own eyes that demonology, demons that bound people go from one to another. That's the scripture. Remember when those demons of Gadaria tried to beg Jesus to let them go into some hogs? you remember the scripture? And many of you here from different parts of the country has been in the meetings and have seen epilepsy come from one, go to the other, even strike them down by the many. Has anybody ever seen that meeting? Let's see you raise your hand just so the others sitting around might... Yeah, that's right, many of you. It's true. It'll go from one to another. So you be reverent. Now, it's not playing church, friends. It's not a stage show. It's trying to bring to you your resurrected Lord who died that you might have these privileges. May God grant it. Now, we've given out some prayer cards they told us back there a while ago. 
We can't bring too many at a time to the platform. We can only bring a few at a time. Some of them are unable to stand and so forth. So we just pray that she'll be patient with us. And everybody just remain right where you are and be reverent. Keep just as reverent as you can, for every bit of it is spirit. And when the spirit moves, out there the spirit, or everywhere the spirit, every human being is a spirit, and you have to break from one dimension to another. Now you just draw in your mind what character, what kind of a person Jesus Christ was. And then see if he will come to us tonight and will manifest himself through the church. How many got the pictures yesterday? Let's see your hands around. Pictures. We don't sell them on Sunday. We respect the Lord's day. But get one if you can. I just buy them from the studios and let you have them. Scientifically. If I, this will be my last service tonight I ever had. Christian friends, before God, I have told the truth, and God vindicated it to several million people around the world. It's been tried in every fiery furnace Satan has, I believe. And yet then, in the scientific world, he has vindicated it to be the truth. So I've told you the truth, and God's testifying of the truth, and I pray that God will bless every one of you tonight. Well, I believe it said it was prayer card S they get out. Now, it's a little card. I think it's got my picture on the front sign. Turn it over, and there'll be a letter S, and there'll be a number on there. And now, that number on the back, now let's begin somewhere along there. I suppose being a hundred of those cards, we can't bring the hundred at once. Let's begin around about, say, I believe last night we started in 50 or then from what, let's start about, take about 80 to 100 tonight. That'd give us about 20 to begin with. Uh, that, who's got prayer card 80? Let's see if we can start from there. 80. Anybody got prayer card 80? Raise your hand. Somewhere in the audience. Prayer card 80? 81. Who has 81? All right, lady. 82. Line up right over here, if you will. 82. 83, 84, 85, 86, 87, 88, 89, 90, up to 100, S, S, 80 to 100. And now I want you others to look on your prayer card. Somebody may be deaf and dumb and can't hear what's going on, and I, I trust that in doing so that you'll help them to get into the line. Now how many is in the building, I want to ask you something, how many is here in the building that's absolutely, desperately in need of prayer? You don't have prayer cards, but you want God to heal you. Raise up your hands and say, I want God to heal me. Any word of meeting anywhere. Now, you don't have prayer cards. Now, I want 
give you a challenge. If I've told the truth, and God knows that I have, if I've told the truth, I want you people to look this way, just look this way and be in prayer. And God will come and visit you. Now watch this way for the angel of the Lord. As you notice it, the world of life. Be reverent. And everybody just be seated. Don't move around for a few minutes so that we can see just who's who and don't move around. And God will surely bless you. Now, while they're finding out so they get those 15 or 20 ever what it was lined up, and if they don't get them all in the line, then we'll have to find what the numbers are, and if somebody maybe, this lady here on a stretcher, have you got a card, lady? You come too late to get a card? Well, you just believe with all your heart, will you? You just believe. Now, people of all kinds of conditions are healed every night. All kinds of diseases, afflictions, blind, crippled, twisted, cancers, everything, they're healed. No matter, your disease is never too great for God. Isn't it wonderful to know that our Heavenly Father is here, the very God of heaven? What a marvelous thing. Now let us bow our heads just a moment. Lord, help us now, we pray. As we stand here knowing, Lord, that these people sitting here represent different states and churches, maybe across the country, everywhere. Thou knowest them all, and I pray now that you'll send your great angel. May you stand by your poor, illiterate, humble servant, and will do something that will cause the people to believe, or we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. All of them lined up. All right, now, everyone, will you please be just as reverent as you can for a few moments. Now, let me say this one thing to you before, if the good Lord will come and help me. I am not a healer. I'm your brother. Just like that light, it's not the light. It's the current that gives the light, not the light, the reflector. And the only way that I, I can help anybody is by either preaching the Word or any other man or something that will cause the people to believe on Jesus Christ. How many thoroughly understands that? Would you raise your hand just so you see? There's nothing that I could do. I'm just your brother. I'm not a doctor, and I'm, uh, I know nothing about the anatomy. It's just the only thing I know is I do know the Lord Jesus Christ. And gifts and callings are without repentance. I know my words are not correctly spoke. I have a seventh-grade education. But if I could love God more with a college education, I don't know where I, how I could do it. I love Him with all my heart. And He's more than mine. Everything that I am, He's made me. He loves me, and I love Him.
what he claimed that his church would do until he come again. May God bless you, my prayer. Now, come, Mister. Come on, Abby. I do recognize this, and this is the friends who's with me in Colorado, the Dr. Ackerman and Amazon. I'm, I'm glad to see you. I'm, I didn't notice you sitting there. Glad to have you here tonight. Some friends who's with me in Colorado the other day, Dr. Ackerman from Indiana, and his friends. I'm happy to see you. Of course, Mr. Bosworth sitting there, Dr. Bosworth from Florida. But I suppose, my brother, that we're strangers, you and I. We don't know each other. Now, I want the audience to pay close attention and watch. I want you to watch the expression on the people's faces as they come near and come up close. When the anointing of the Holy Spirit is here, no one can stand near without recognizing. And now, if this man and myself, which are probably born miles apart, raised miles apart, or what more, years apart, we've never met in all of our lives. And we, we just, that's, you know, if anything would be known, it would have to come from God. Now, whether he will or not, that I do not know. It's in his sovereign grace, if he does. Now, the reason he set these two microphones here is because of when the anointing of the Holy Spirit, I never know what takes place. The next day I have to pick it up on a tape recording up there to find out what I said myself. And that's why we catch a record on everything. Watch what he tells you and do just exactly what he says, and I'll assure you that everything will be just the way he says. I'll be in prayer. Don't have to bow your head, but unless you're asked to, and pray. Now, I must talk to this man just a little in order to contact his spirit. And I want you all to help me tonight. And each Christian in your heart praying because there's unbelievers sitting present, there's critics sitting present, and do you realize that I'm representing the Lord that you serve in your church? And you realize what a position it is sometime before 100,000 people. I'm representing Jesus Christ. So you who love him, pray for me. Now, my brother, it's just as our master talked to the woman at the well, he just had a, a way of talking to her in order to contact her spirit. And you're standing here, a strong-looking man, as far as I know, and, I'm, and but God knows both of us, and I'm just trying to speak to you in order to to contact your spirit like uh, I, and if I am God's servant and just a humble man as yourself, then the angel of the Lord, did you see the picture, did you? And then that comes down and that gives the anointing, and that anointing then um, does the, the uh, it does the telling, that's right. Now, I perceive that you are a Christian, you're a Christian man. And you are 
you are suffering with a, a condition of an eye, an eye trouble, and uh, the doctors want to operate on that eye. You won't permit that, and you you have been in a meeting of mine before, Amen. years ago, Amen. and in there you were sitting in the audience by the side of a blind woman, and that woman received Amen. her sight. And Amen. since then you have said if you could ever get to me, that God would heal you and cure that eye. Amen. Amen. Is that the truth what was that said? That voice. Praise the Lord. Well, my brother, you have reached that time. God has healed you now. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There's, here, there's some contact with you and a lady standing down here in this audience back here. I see it's your wife. She's suffering with a heart trouble. Amen. Is that right? That's true. All right, she can both go home and be well now. God bless you. Let's be very reverent. Watch with all your heart. Come, ladies. Now, if our Lord has risen from the dead, and whose place I try to represent now, and he lives tonight, when he was here on earth at the beginning of his ministry, there was a man converted by the name of Philip, and Philip went and found Nathaniel, and he said to Nathaniel, Come see who I have found, Jesus of Nazareth, whom Moses and the law spoke, the son of Joseph. He said, Could any good thing come out of Nazareth? He said, Come see. And as he come near where Jesus is in the prayer line praying for the sick, Jesus said, Behold, an Israelite in whom there is no guile. And he said, When did you know me, Rabbi or Reverend, teacher? He said, Before Philip called you, I saw you when you were under the fig tree. He didn't stop to say mental telepathy. The thing he said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. And when Jesus died, he said, The things that I do shall you also. After my resurrection, I'll be with you, in you, to the end of the world. Is that right, ladies? Then we are strangers, are we? You met me in the, a Chicago meeting. A lobby of a hotel, and just spoke to me and went on. Well, how, how long ago has it been? In the last meeting in Chicago, just spoke to me in the lobby. Well, you did. Well, now you know then that you're as far as meeting thousands of people. I would know nothing from you. I know no. You just know me, and I didn't know you. Of course, that's right. But if the Lord Jesus is sure to help you, he'll know all about you. And if he will, in his sovereign grace, tell you what's wrong with you and what's for you to do or what you haven't done, you'll believe him. 
you you are suffering with something in the kidney. You have a the doctor said it, it's a fallen kidney. That is true. And you are there's somebody with you. It's a little boy. He's a kind of a thin, and he's uh, got brown hair, and he can't learn in school very well. And he's uh, kind of mentally retarded. Is that right? And you're his grandmother, and the little. Aren't you from around about Franklin, Indiana? Franklin, and your name is Mrs. Ralph Kessler. Is that right? Now you're healed, and go lay your hand on your grandson, and he shall recover if you believe with all your heart. God bless you. May God be with my sister and help her in Jesus Christ's name. I am. God bless you, mother. The word amen means so be it. To the audience, to Jesus Christ, say amen. Would you come? Become a believer. All right, sir. There seems to be something around you. Yes. You've just been healed of stomach trouble. Isn't that right? And you're so happy about it until you've come to pray for an old woman. It's your mother. And she has kidney trouble, rheumatism, and arthritis. Go lay your hand on her and call the name of Jesus Christ, and may God bless you, my brother. God bless you. Be thankful and be grateful to God. Are you believing? Believe with all your heart. God shall bring it to pass. Howdy do, lady. I suppose we are strangers, too. God knows us both, doesn't he? Only God can help you. But if I be his prophet, by his grace he has sent me to help you, you believe that. You are a Christian. And the trouble of your body is about the head. You just had an operation. And it won't heal up right. Isn't that the truth? Was that the truth? Yes, See, I don't remember. Sometimes it's a vision. I'm looking at something else. It's another dimension. Just a moment. There was something else that I've seen. Oh, you are concerned about someone else being healed. It's it, your husband. He has a, a high blood pressure and something wrong with his eyes. Is that right? Is that, is that the truth? Come here just a moment. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, said, These signs shall follow them that believe. 
You believe I believe him? If they lay their hands on the sick, they shall recover. Is that true? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Send thy blessings upon this woman who I bless in thy name, and may her heart be made happy, and may she be healed in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. I go rejoicing, going happy, believing with all your heart. God bless you. Would you come, sir? Good evening. Just keep believing. If you can believe, all things are possible to them that believe. Do you believe, sir? Do you believe that Jesus raised from the dead, that he comes here and does his signs and wonders? Just Do you believe that that feeling that you are feeling now is his presence? Do you believe that, that he, you realize that something's going yes, on? Yes, I do. You are suffering with a, a nervous condition and kind of a scientist. Isn't that right? You say you're a minister. You're a preacher. And you used to pastor a church. Since getting sick, you kind of had your service at home. And you come from a wooded country to the rolling hills. It's Indiana. In the beginning is uh, like Odina, Odina, Odin, is that right? Odin? You believe me to be his prophet now? All right, you're finished with your sickness. Go home and take up your church and start pastoring again. In the name of Jesus Christ, we be God bless you. Just be reverent. God bless you, sister. The heart trouble left you when he was crossing there, so you just go on off the platform. Be thankful and grateful. Sir, you're sitting here saying the prayer. You, you're surprised, wasn't you? Aren't you a gospel preacher, too? You are. You have something to do with a Baptist church. Is that right? I'm not reading your mind, but your, your life, you can't hide now. That's your wife sitting there. You're suffering from a nervous condition. She's suffering with a mental distress. Is that the truth? You were praying then, God, let Brother Branham see a vision over me. Is that right? That's the truth. Put your arm around your wife. Lord Jesus, may thy mercy come to them both, and may they be healed. Live happy together and serve thee the rest of their days. In the name of the, thy Son, 
we ask that, amen. God bless you, my reverend brother. Go home, Jesus Christ will make you well. Are you praying everywhere? If you believe God, you'll never go blind. You, you believe it? A hardening of the nerves in the eyes. you got a female disorder, a real nervous condition which calls for the menopause. You believe Christ heals you? But you're wanting me to put my hands on you. That's what you're asking for. I'm not reading your mind, but that's true. Lord Jesus, healer, and may she go now and be perfectly well, for I cast out the evil spirit in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you, sister. Go rejoicing and thanking God and be made well. Would you come, lady? You believe that God sent his son Jesus to die for your sins and for your sickness? For your sins you have accepted it. And you are a Christian, member of a church. You suffer with a kidney trouble, a poisoning in the kidney. Is that true? Will you accept him now as your healer? Then you can be well. Go home. Jesus Christ makes you well in the name of Jesus Christ. Come, my brother. You're believing with all your heart? Look at me just a minute. You believe me to be his prophet? I'm just your brother as far as that's concerned. But now the Holy Spirit has anointed me. Therefore, he shows me what he will. Between you and I sit the table, and you're walking away from it, refusing food. Got stomach trouble. Nulcerated stomach causes you great trouble. You believe now and believe that Jesus makes you well? Yes, sir. Go eat what you want to. Jesus Christ makes you whole. Testify and tell the people what great things God has done. Lady, one chance for you to live from the cancer is God to heal you. Is that right? You realize that you're living in your last day, unless God has mercy. Jesus said, In my name they shall cast out devils. Do you believe that? Thou demon called cancer, I adjure thee by the Son of God, Jesus Christ, that you leave the woman, come out from her. Now, look here. You've been told you can't live but a little while. Within the next 72 hours, you're going to get real sick and start vomiting. When you start doing that, Noah told you the truth. Keep testifying of your healing. God bless you. Would you come, lady? Look this away with all your heart. Believe with all your heart. Between you and I drops white blots of blood. You're diabetic. Calvary has a transfusion for you, my sister. Do you believe it? you accept it? Almighty God, creator of heavens and earth, give to our sister life tonight, and may she be healed in Jesus Christ's name. Amen.
Go rejoicing and thanking God. You'll get well and be all right. Come, lady. You believe with all your heart? You're in a worse condition than you think you're in? You have heart trouble. It's not just this make-believe. You have a blockage in your heart. You know you can't live without God that kills more people than anything else. You believe that he's going to make you well? You believe he'd hear my prayer for you? Will you serve him all the days of your life? Come here, my sister. Our Heavenly Father, I bless this your child. Satan has determined to take her life and send her to a premature grave. But, Lord, she stands now believing, and I rebuke this evil spirit that's taken her life. May it leave her in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Now, sister, I don't know what your trouble was, what he told you, but whatever it is, it's gone. Go on your road and rejoice and be happy and thank God for your healing. All right. Fear not, sister. God is with you. Now, anything can happen. Be reverent. You got heart trouble. And only God can heal you. You accept it now? Jesus of Nazareth, be merciful to her. I pray that you'll heal her and take these diseases from her. And may she go and be made well in the name of the Son of God, Jesus Christ, I ask it. Amen. I go thank Head up, nose, heart, you're going rejoicing now. God bless you. Go believe him. Everyone happy? Let's say thanks be to God. Now, everyone just, all right, sister, that's the way to have faith. Go rejoicing, thanking God, being made well in the name of Jesus Christ. Have that kind of slow, steady faith. It pays for you. God bless you. It's lifted now. That drainage and all has gone. Just a moment. Be reverent. The angel of the Lord has left the platform. Let's move to the audience for something. Everyone reverent now when you're praying. It's a woman. She's sitting right there praying. She has bronchitis. Raise up, sister. He's made you well now. You can go home. God bless you. Have faith in God. Just a moment. There's a light standing over this a couple. Sir... Don't you suffer with phlebitis? Isn't that right? Stand to your feet just a moment. You're from out of town. 
You're, you're thinking about somebody, you've got somebody on your mind, it's a friend of yours. It's got arthritis. Isn't that true? And you don't know whether to bring him to the meeting or not. There's some discussion, and the, his wife is a believer, and he's not exactly a believer. And you yourself need Jesus Christ as your Savior. Isn't that right? And don't you come from a place somewhere around about Elkhart, Indiana? Isn't that right? If it is, raise your hand. Do you now accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? You renounce sin in your life? And will go back home now and live a Christian life? God will heal you of the phlebitis. God bless you. Go home and may God be with you. You are a Christian now as a believer. Have faith in God. Believe. Don't doubt. You want to get over that eye condition? Go believe him with all your heart and God will make you well. Have faith in God. You believe him with all your heart? You have a rupture, don't you, sir? Is that your sister sitting next to you there that has heart trouble? You believe with all your heart you can be healed. Both go home, be made well. God bless you. Bring the lady. God bless you, lady. You were healed out of the heart trouble when you're passing by there. Go on off the platform. You're well. You Let's say thanks be to God. Now, will you bring the next patient, please? Come this way, lady. Believe with all your heart. You believe with all your heart. Believe that God makes you will make you well. If I be his servant, I can't heal you, but I can, by the help of God, know what's wrong with you. You've had heart trouble for a long time. It's caused from a nervous condition. Cause you have a nervous heart. When you lay down at night, you smother so much, especially after eating. It creates a gas in your stomach. It pushes it up. It's really not a heart trouble. You think it is, but it's a nervous condition. It's come on for a long time. Been there. Since menopause started way back in a young woman. Is that the truth? Yes. That's the truth. Never seen you in my life. Well then, if God knows what your life is, does he know what it will be? You accept him now as your healer? Yes. Then it won't bother you no more. It'll leave you. Go in the name of Hallelujah. Jesus Christ. I bless you oh. for your healing. Now everybody just reverence. Believe with all your heart now. Now, have faith in God. Don't doubt. 
If you believe all things are possible to them that believe. What do you think up there in a gallery? Do you believe with all your heart? What do you think over here in a gallery? Do you believe with all your heart? What about out through here? Are you believing with all your heart? heart trouble there and your wife sitting next to you is a little green dress on has a heart trouble, don't you? That's right. <laughs> the baby, that's your granddaughter, isn't it? Grandchild. Isn't that your father sitting back there, Emma? Is that right? Your little baby's suffering too, isn't it? You're wondering where it's epilepsy or not. It has some kind of a spell. It's a nervous convulsion. Put your hand over on your baby. Almighty God, the woman who bore this baby to the earth, your servants, the doctors, has failed on this, but thou will not fail. And may it be healed. I rebuke the evil spirit on that infant. In the name of Jesus Christ, may it leave the child. Amen. God bless you. Don't fear about the baby no more. How do you do, sir? Now there's something strange about you, sir. <clears throat> Satan has desired to take your life. You're all tore up. You think you've sinned away your day of grace. You think your life is ruined. You love Jesus. What makes you love him? Before there could be anything to make you love him, there has to be a creator to create the love in your heart. Is that right? If you'd sinned away your day of grace, you would hate Jesus. But you love him and you're all right and the devil's just lying to you. You're nervous. Come here and I'll cast him away for you if you'll believe. Do you believe it? Bow your head and keep your heads bowed, everyone. Will you hear me say raise up? This is demonology. Almighty God, be merciful to the boy. He stands here in Satan trying to get him to get in this condition to commit suicide. But thou art here to relieve the boy and to make this evil spirit go. And thou hast said, These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they'll cast out devils, set upon the authority of God's word. As a believer, I now ask the spirit that's on the boy of unbelief to leave him, go out in the name of Jesus Christ, and bother him no more. I set him free, and may the enemy be bound and leave this room and torment no one else in Jesus Christ's name. Now, you're all right. Now, let me raise your head. Feel all right now, son. Is that right? Devil. He'd have committed suicide in a few days. That was on his mind. He thought he'd send away his day of grace. 
When he come up a real black, heavy, like a fog, meet me in the face, that's devil. The boy's free now. He feel happy. Going home rejoicing, thanking God for his goodness. God bless you. Let's say thanks be to God. Are you believing with all your heart? You have a back trouble, don't you, sir? Man sitting there with a brown suit. Isn't that right, sir? You have a back trouble. Isn't that your wife sitting right out there at the end? She has a colitis in the colon. Isn't that right? Something in the colon. And both of you come from Canada. Toronto, Canada. Is that right? You're going home healed, both of you. God has blessed you. The man right over top of her back has a blue shirt on. You want to get over the rheumatism and be made well? Stand up to your feet and raise your hands up and down. You're healed. Jesus Christ has made you well. Have faith in God. Don't down. How do you do, sir? We are strangers, I suppose. Between you and I as a pulpit, you're a minister. And you're suffering with a stomach trouble. You've been to different doctors. One said it was an ulcer, and the other said it was a rupture. You've got someone you're interested in. It's a, a brother-in-law, I believe. He's hard of hearing. He's seeking the Holy Spirit or needs the baptism of the Spirit. Is that the truth? All right, go home and get well. Eat what you want to. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, makes my brother ever with whole. Amen. You believe? I don't see one other men and women everywhere can't believe on Jesus Christ at this time. When there's so many things taking place out of the audience, I can't even see them no more. Every person in here can be healed right now. You believe it? Lady, you won't have to lay in that stretcher. You can get up and go home. Every one of you that believes on Jesus Christ, will you lay your hands over on one another? Where's the... Lay your hands on each other while we have a prayer. I'm so weak. I can't hold myself. Lord... My breath is about to leave me. Visions tearing down, but oh God, be merciful, Father. Heal all the needy here, dear God. May they go to their homes happy. May the lame get up and walk. May all sickness be healed and all the demons that binding your people be cast away out into darkness. May this be a memorial time for many here, for thou art here in declaring yourself to be the same yesterday, today, and forever. And now, Lord, as I stand here in your stead, standing representing you in your vicarious suffering at Calvary Cross, and under the authority of the Holy Spirit, 
I now rebuke every unclean spirit, every sickness that's binding the people in this building. May every demon leave the people and come out of them. Thou demons that bound these, the people of God, you have no right to hold them any longer. I charge thee by Jesus, the Son of God, that you leave every one of them and come out of them.